welcome to Creativity and Chaos, a 1L2N podcast. I am Amy, and we are joined by some potatoes today. Missy? Oh, potatoes. Mike? Spud. Tommy? I'm a yellow potato. And our starchiest of potatoes, Liam? Yeah. We Fun are fact, a... The yo potato is the little mini red bliss ones. <laughs> we are a family... I was going to be an Idahoan. But you're uh, you're already in Idaho, so yeah, I'm through. Only for a little longer. Oh, Mike! It doesn't matter how long you live there; you'll always be in Idaho. We're a family of creatives going through the story writing <laughs> process, and we're bringing you along for the ride. How's everyone doing? Continue your potato talk. I do love potatoes. I can't help it. All things not good. Scallop potatoes. Oh, uh, you're wrong. So gross. You don't like All of the potatoes. Oh man. I like scallops. I don't like scalloped potatoes. Oh, scalloped potatoes. I see. Potatoes just be potatoes. You don't need to be scallops. I had an extremely strange dream last night that I was giving an explanation for something on the podcast. and It was recorded in video and my eyes were like bulging out these gigantic, like (laughs) freaky eyes. And then my teeth were even more messed up than the bottom row is and everything like looked crazy. And I thought I did a really good job presenting it while I was actually talking. And then I watched this video back and I went, Oh my God, like nobody needs to see this. I need to stop presenting myself. And then I woke up. That would have been content there if it actually happened. Though. No, no, that, that was definitely a mixture of horror esque. Yeah. Perfect for spooky times. Yeah. yeah. I think Halloween. Aaron and I have been watching older Halloween esque movies. So we started with Beetlejuice. We just did Ghostbusters, and we're trying to figure out uh, what to go to next. I've seen Ghostbusters, but I've seen very few scary movies. I wouldn't say either of them are scary. scary. Well, yeah. They're just Halloween movies, sorry. Or horror movies. Not that I don't like them. I just have seen very few of them. I'm going to keep saying it. I I mean, no, it's new, Mike. The Haunting Hill House is pretty good. Everyone should watch that. I want to talk about it really bad. I've got a quick question. Yeah? Well, it's not quick, but... (laughs) Actually, it's a whole a whole thing, so it won't be a question at all. I, th- I find that I never log into Netflix, like, ever, just because I got so used to them having junk on Netflix popped up and nothing that I actually wanted to watch, and I found myself constantly scrolling through it and wasting all my time scrolling through it that I never look, so I always forget that there's, mm. you know, Haunting of Hill House, like Tommy keeps telling us, go watch it, it's fantastic, and I'm going, yes, of course, that sounds great, I would really love to watch it, and then I just never do. <laughs> I recently read an article that there are currently over 500 unique television shows that went into production in 2021, which if you think about the the sheer number of them, those are all scripted shows. That wow. that could explain <laughs> why the quality of the writing of shows have gone down quite a bit um, yeah. as we now focus on, you know, visual aspect for television and stuff, but uh, or just throwing things out there to have as many things as you can to hope something hits. Yeah, there's just too much television at this point, I think. I don't know, does anybody else have the same problem? They just there's a streaming service and they just don't ever think about it cuz they're like, well, you know, whatever. Well, I don't have the don't think about it, but I will log on to and Netflix is a perfect example and scroll and scroll and scroll. I'll spend like an hour and a half scrolling, never actually watch anything and just scrolling and looking for things and sometimes adding them to my list. Oh, I really want to watch that, but mm, I just don't feel like it. So I think there's actually an SNL skit where they're like, do you want to scroll through Netflix for hours, but you don't actually want to watch anything? We've got the new app free. And it's 
no, it was basically just mocking the fact that yeah and it was basically like saying exactly what you're saying of like you don't actually have to watch anything we just have tons of content for you to look at yeah instead yeah. i was like yeah that's it's pretty accurate i think you especially when there is so much media that you can look at i usually am looking for something specific to watch that's true and I'll Google it to see what platform it's on and and then I'll go to that platform rather than going to the platform and seeing what's on there. Cause it is kind of overwhelming just the sheer amount of content that there is on there. And you're like, I don't, do I want to watch something? Do I want to try to find something? Eh, who knows? Some streaming services have the opposite problem. So like with uh, Netflix, there's so much content you can spend hours scrolling through it but then you have other services like disney or peacock where you can scroll through and they've got a bunch of different categories to sound like they've got a lot of content but it's the same stuff in every single category they just uh, yeah. don't have enough to come up with a variety of categories with its own content in it so you wind up seeing the same show like seven or eight different times You're like wait i've already seen this like how yeah. many different star wars categories can you have like i love it when it's uh, totally out of category too and it's you know a romantic comedy in an action or you know a thriller in a comedy and it just doesn't make any sense but they just need to fill that category out a bit yeah. there was one laugh so this is considered a comedy yeah <laughs> No, no. So the article I read was on Hollywood Reporter, and it was about uh, the peak TV update. And in 2021, there was 559 unique television scripted shows. And that includes from like broadcast television, uh, PBS, cable news networks, and 21 streaming outlets. So to put that in perspective, the first year that they did the research on it was 210 scripted shows in 2009. So in, I know it's 5,000. <laughs> yeah, basically in oh the course of gosh. 12 years, we have almost tripled the number of scripted shows that are on. You have all these services. extra channels on cable on top of all these streaming services that are trying to put their own content out to compete with the cable. Yeah, that's just more, it's interesting. More sources to watch stuff, but yeah, it just seems like too much. Just because you can do a thing doesn't mean you should do a thing. And I find that for the most part, the for me, the writing seems to be whether or not I stick around with a television show. If it's clever writing and it's you know good, then I'm going. Yes, this is this is something that I want to continue watching. But it could have the greatest special effects or costumes or set pieces or cinematography or anything. But if the writing's bad and I feel like the writing's gotten worse on a lot of stuff, I just don't yeah. stick around. I think there it's more quantity over quality these days also i think a lot of it is is very much so vfx pushed like you have to have a good looking show because if it looks good in the trailer people might actually watch it i found this kind of crazy but it doesn't surprise me because it's amazon and i'm sure we'll talk about it more in the future as well but the lord of the rings show used the most vfx studios ever like in any piece of media it's like 20 different major vfx studios and it's it's the best it's like the best vfx studios they could get like Weta and Digital Domain and stuff like that. I think Avengers Endgame took that spot, but then, yeah, this this took its spot, and it's just ridiculous. I think it was like 3,000 different VFX artists worked on this project, just in general. That's a ridiculous amount. No. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I, it's I think it's definitely more of a very push. very pretty 
show. It's the most beautiful show I've ever seen. Yeah, it's a gorgeous show. I think that we should, when everything's done, revisit Amy and Liam's conversation about the Rings of Power and House of the Dragon and just mm-hmm. try and see what, where we feel after the first season. Because I think they each have their own strengths and weaknesses. And I don't think that they're, I think they're being unfairly compared because they're both fantasy shows that came out at the same time. Yep. They're two totally different beasts. But yeah, we can we can talk about that later when it's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on to bigger and better things, which is... It's a creative prompt episode, everybody. <laughs> now, Missy, this is the first creative prompt episode that you have been at for a while. We did two other episodes without you. Yeah, we did two other. We did Agony and we did Mirror without her. So you better bring something fantastic today is what I'm trying to say. I have one. <laughs> It's going to have a backstory, and I'm going to take the whole room down a lot of notches. Oh, boy. So should we do your... I mean, does anyone want to go first? Missy, do you want to go first, or does someone else want to go? You guys all do yours first. Actually, I think Liam should go. Liam, you've got one, right? Uh, sure. All right, all right go, go ahead. ahead. And that was my project. Thank you. <laughs> Is insert. there any static? This is, in it, yeah, this is going to be in post, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say just Editor. insert like screams in the background. <laughs> I thought for sure he was just going to go. <laughs> yeah, uh, Liam. You... That was expected, so I didn't want to do the. Oh, okay. It was expected so, for me to do some kind of static. Fair enough. Maybe the silence was worth it. Yeah. I was, I was really deep. It really makes never, you think, you know? Never do what's expected of you, ever. Oh, yeah, we know you do so that a lot. It's don't great. Don't clean your room. Yeah, never do as expected of you. <laughs> I expect you to not clean your room. Okay. Proceeds to clean room like Lego characters. <laughs> yeah, I knew Tommy would get that. <laughs> I just like, hear the noise. <laughs> and then studs fly everywhere, and you're just collecting them around your room. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you have extra studs now? Cool. Yeah. If I would get studs every time I had to clean something or do a chore, I'd absolutely, even if there was no point, but if I, to the studs, like this if I could genius. not exchange them, if studs popped up every time I finished an activity, absolutely I'd do that activity. But of course. Yeah, exactly. Before, wait, before we continue. Mike's like, what happened to this conversation? (laughs) (laughs) A quick update for everybody before we get into the challenges. I have won the puppy battle against the cat food. Yeah. Officially? I believe so. It's been two weeks since he has eaten the cat food. Oh. Because of my terrible construction skills. He's probably working out. Final piece like or component that you had to do. So first it was the desk, putting the food Mm -hmm. up. And then he figured out a way to jump on the desk. So then we blocked it with a box. And then he mm-hmm. figured out a way to jump around it. So then we built a ramp all the way up to the desk so that the cat could crawl up. But he couldn't. And then I put a little barrier on the top so that the cat could crawl under it. But he couldn't. And then he realized, oh, I'll just duck under that. And so the final one was just building a small box on the very bottom of the ramp so that he can't get a running start. And he just goes off to the side. And he like looks up. And he... Just goes, why, 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 and Ryan, like, whines. <laughs> and then he goes around to the other side and goes, why, 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 why? <laughs> but Mo was able to still get to the food yep. easily, right? Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Totally necessary information for a podcast, but all of our listeners needed to know that. That I am no, the champion. Was- <laughs> oh. 
All right, Mr. Champion, do you want to go first? Uh, sure, I don't care. All right. I got to find it, actually. Where is mine? It's not unusual to be... Lo- is where I thought you were going with that. No, I was singing the, singing the intro song. What the heck? Uh, I know, static. but it... What? Okay, here I go. I don't know how loud this is going to be, as always. So... Did you want to... Do you want to intro it? I don't know. Do I? I don't know. Well, Did it's he? the option of yeah, saying something worse. before or after. Sometimes you may have a preface that you want to give, but you're, you usually or, don't. So, Or you could let somebody else intro it. Oh, Liam, please. Can you tell us about my static project? Like, when I said somebody else, I didn't mean me. No, you, you volunteered. You know, you, yeah, you it's going to be you else. now. Yes, and you got this. So basically my project here, um, it's got static in it. It's got music in it. You kind of want to use your ears and listen. Um, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an up and downhill thing. Or it could be very linear, very static. There you go. Now play. Oh. Everybody play. Bill. It's been six days since I said I would leave, and, well, things are pretty bad, but I'm still here waiting. I've run out of food for the most part, but a caravan came through four days ago, and I had to take a trade for the last of my 223s for some rice and mustard packets. It wasn't even good mustard, it was just that neon yellow stuff. Not like that brown stuff we got at the Hawks games. I miss those times. Remember when you snuck into the boxes and stole that champagne from the cooler? We all hid in the handicap stall and took a couple sips pretending to like that crap, but damn, we couldn't even finish it. (laughs) And Danny, man, he refused to drink anymore, and he said he was angry he didn't get real beer, but (laughs) we all knew he just hated the taste. That was a long time ago. There's a small group that showed today. Only people I've seen since that caravan. They said the front rolled their tanks through Halstead, and there's nothing left. If that's true, they'll be here by tomorrow evening. The group's gonna head north, and I'm gonna travel with them. Look, I've waited here as long as I can, but, well, we gotta go. Now! I know why you left. But god damn it, man. You said you'd be back. I'm so pissed at you. I can't forgive you. But if you show that ugly face, I'll try not to hit you too hard. So hurry up, Bill. I'll keep this on every night sundown for five minutes. And when I call, you better answer. Please, Bill. Answer. Mike, yours and I's projects are very similar. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I like the music in that a lot. I really, I it was very atmospheric in just like like a creepy, desperate way. 
but I really, really enjoyed the music. I mean, I like the story as well, but I, the music, I think, really shined in that one for me. Interesting. Yeah, your drone work was excellent. I love the blending of instruments. Definitely super textured. That's what I appreciated listening to the music as well. I think this is because I, I, that's something I would definitely go back and listen to again because I was listening to the music really heavily. I was, I was so interested in the music that I, I was like, oh, wait, no, I got to listen to the, what he's actually saying. It was a really good blend of what I, like Amy was saying, that atmosphere. Like you, you, what the actual story was about and the music that was being played. It was fun. I guess the, the concept behind it was, you know, a buddy in a war-torn area was waiting for his best friend who was probably dead, but he didn't want to say goodbye. So he was just calling him on the radio over and over again. He was, he, he was not saying goodbye, but actually saying goodbye. And, you know, the fate of his friend is unknown. And that's, that's the idea I had behind the static. It took me 15 minutes to write that. And then it took oh, me, nice. that was all one take for vocals and then it took me about an hour to layer all the instruments in it was by far mm. the quickest thing i've ever done the layering the instruments in i just uh, to be honest i took inspiration from like cheesy tv shows <laughs> when they're like <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're like it worked let's let's uh let's have a csi moment where it's like oh we're talking about the killer and then you just use like <laughs> yeah. three chords so that's all it was but yeah yeah you know, tommy and i will will talk later more about the cord work and the layering and the drones and stuff because it was actually really simple for the most part so was it wait to, to take a little guess was it albion solstice was it like Fairlight or stray light and then maybe i don't think it was frozen strings was it just the regular bb bbcso i think it was regular it was solstice mixed with a couple things it was uh arcus and arcus uh, okay that makes some sense. other small yeah. stuff yeah Ah, yes, I would have also guessed all of those things. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's about it. It was fun to do. What I originally kind of thought about is I want to tell a whole bunch of stories kind of centered around an event that you don't really know about, but it's all perspectives of individual people after this event. And it's like an event that leads to war and then how people are dealing with it. So with this individual project and then with another story I just wrote, it is it's the same thing. It's a centered around that event, but it's different people's place and time and how they're dealing with it. Um, so I just thought it would be an interesting concept to write as opposed to having like a main character that links everybody, have like just an event that links them without mm. characters interacting. I got vibes of Black Mirror and The Walking uh. Dead from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. In both of those shows where a character is calling out on a radio to someone hoping they can hear them and hoping that they'll catch up with them or find them or something. But you, you all you hear on the other end is static. So it like gave yep. me vibes of more of a post-apocalyptic setting instead of uh, like a war setting. But either way. Yeah, it's, it's really kind of the good. same same vibe. I specifically wrote it without like letting people give their own details. I think I'm I'm going to try and mm -hmm. do that with my Fill writing style a little bit more. Settings and Yeah, because I like that idea of being able to paint your own picture as opposed to have it completely painted for you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was fun. I think sometimes as a reader, it's fun to come to the realization yourself that oh my gosh, these all take place in the same universe. Yeah, I think that's kind of what I wanted to do is just have like small hints about it. But really, it's not about like, look, this is the same universe. It's more of just a tool for me writing 
that I can go, okay. I know the emotions, I know the setting, how do people deal with this? I can, some people will be happy, some people will be sad, you mm. know. So instead of it being your foundation, it's more of an anchor. Yeah, it's like an anchor. It's an inspiration point for writing, for just getting an idea out there. And so many things I write will probably be within this universe until I get tired of it, and then I'll write something else. That works. I think it's a fun way of writing, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very, very fun, actually. Because it, it makes it so you already have this established world, but it's fun because you have all this backstory that not necessarily other people know about. So you get to show glimpses of that backstory within all of the different stories as well. Yeah, you get to expand upon the lore of this world without having to have an Avenger style. It's all come together now. You know, you can just be individual entities. Although. <laughs> you just mentioned another story. <laughs> yeah, Bill died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like that's it. <laughs> I just think it'd be fun to do something like that to mention in a story, you know, Bill, and he was going back and doing something, and all of a sudden you, oh, okay, now I understand that this character was kind of linked there, but not have him like directly in the story, just have him referenced yeah. or some, yeah, that's yeah. loosely that's linked, fun. but without being tied down to a lot of details. It gives you a lot yeah. of flexibility with writing other bits of and then, the story. Yeah, if somebody calls me out for conflicting information, I'll be like, oh, that was another bill. That was different. Yeah. <laughs> There's more than one bill in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> so you never give last names, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tommy, because mine is probably very similar to Mike's, I feel like we should, and Missy wants to go last, so we should have <laughs> you go second. So it's just a little, <laughs> a little break in between the the sameness. All right. Oh boy. If that's okay. No, it's completely fine. I'm gonna take and then it um, Liam, can you <laughs> can you intro this one as well? Okay. <laughs> um. So basically, what we got going on here is remember Bill from the last one? Yeah. Well, he's not actually in this one. This is a different <laughs> one. Um. Oh, okay. This is Tommy's projects, and um, obviously we featured me because I helped him. The whole time. It's, yeah. It should be called my pro. I don't know why. You know, it says Tommy there. It really shouldn't be. You should cross that out. Liam. And right, this one, on. Let me rename it. Yeah. Yeah, I this guarantee one, Liam helped with this one. It's so basically, Liam. we have some static in there. Not as much static as the last one. This one's very staticky. This was static less. Uh, not static, static but it's, it's you know, the, there's, it goes in a down arrow with a static much. And mm-hmm. I didn't know there was lyrics to this until somebody just said it. So <laughs> yeah, there's a song. Um, and yeah, just listen, enjoy to the, 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 sh- you know, the, the, um, the static. static? That- yeah, the static. That's the one. Now go. And now a fantasy network exclusive. There's murders everywhere. We don't know how to stop. Come on, this is command. How can we help with the situation? There's so many dead bodies everywhere and I don't know how to do my job. Somebody help me. Are we gonna have to send over the guy? The detective? Well, I guess it's time. Time to send in the only guy we know. Yeah, 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 yeah
Meow. <laughs> oh, yes! Yes! <laughs> Best thing I've ever heard from this podcast. That was amazing! That was amazing! Liam, this you is... really did help! <laughs> I did. I I don't think Liam helped, and he did. <laughs> I don't think he know he remembers that he helped though. <laughs> oh, that was this... amazing. That was absolutely wonderful. I got really. I thought you were just replaying the fairy tale one again, and I was really confused for a second. No, no, Ooh. I wanted to be set in the the, the fantasy news network, you know, world. But <laughs> this was this was the like the easiest concept I've ever had. But it was the hardest project I've ever done, without a doubt. <laughs> it was it was so difficult. I had to open up six different project files between Cubase and Ableton. There's something, so I use something called vocoding, which is like when I'm singing, instead of you hearing my voice, it's actually the voice is being transferred to one of the synths that's being used. So that's what made it kind of hard. And every time I tried to launch it in Ableton, the synth would change. It would just like change itself. So I had to go in and export it through Cubase, use it in Ableton, and then it just like kept getting compressed and annoying. So I was like, you know what? This is going to be my most high effort, low effort project I've ever done. <laughs> this is definitely something that I, I think we, we should have somebody, we should give a note and say, before you listen to this, you should pause and just get the lyrics off the website because I think there's some really <laughs> yeah. good <laughs> stupid things in this lyrics <laughs> that <laughs> that are totally separate from what you actually hear like the types of static he's a cat on the loose with the strength of a moose yeah. was such a good line such a good line but yeah i definitely went unhinged when making this oh i think i lost i think a, a few screws went loose while making this i could tell yeah I, it, it was perfect that was that was great one of the best ones. It was really great. I think if I had... <laughs> should have let you go last. <laughs> I know, dang. <laughs> you should have really vied you for going last. Lifted the spirits back up. We'll listen to this again after we do mine. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a There's... great idea. We'll do that. I'm just going to listen to the last second. <laughs> Meow. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to actually go back and like re-record lyrics and actually mix this now that I know what I have to do. But I think... And legitimately, I think about 15, 20 hours is just troubleshooting. How am I going to make this? Oh, jeez. <laughs> in the future, we're going to need some Detective Kitty audio episodes. <laughs> I mean, Liam's going to voice it. He is the Detective <laughs> Kitty. <laughs> so, you, Liam, you don't need Liam to thyself. voice anything. I know exactly how to do this, Tommy, and I will talk to you after the break. Okay, all right. That's fine by me. You just got to remind me because I'll forget. But dear God. What's what's the break? Are we having a break? Is this a podcast with breaks in it now? This podcast is brought to you by Better Soup, <laughs> the soup alternative that helps you soup. Back to the podcast. It was a good break. So I guess I'll I'll go next, uh, unless Missy want to go next. Azir is the happy bright one to well, help cheer us up. Not like not like Detective Kitty. I'll go. It's fine. Okay, Liam. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to intro this. Oh yeah. Okay. So. Basically, oh gosh, four minutes. Wow. Um, I know, this is a long one. I apologize, guys. We got a longer project compared to the not as long ones. Um, and it, what, there's going to be static in the, In fact, there's going to be a lot of static in this. It's just going to be so much static all over the place. 
Um, not like the last one. I don't know what the last one had to do with static because there was no static in it, and it didn't mention <laughs> static at all. Um, it was just kind of there. But this one though, this one lives up to the hype. Four minutes of hype. You get, you're just... gonna be having your hands in the air. Um, oh, God. All right. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just bam, bam. Testing, testing. 17th of April, 1500 hours, cycle 1392. 92, yeah. This is Valence Romilia, acting captain and the lone survivor of the Silas O'Hare frigging vessel. This is an active emergency broadcast, designation 3728NCH. This is a distress call. Please, if anybody is out there, respond. I'm really sick of being alone. Let's give you the rundown. Rations are so beyond exhausted at this point. Fuel has been non-existent for about a year now. I am currently relying on the solar power system and pure dumb luck to somehow keep me alive. Also, I would kill for some chocolate right now or hot sauce or literally anything that has more flavoring than the soybean and root vegetables that make up my entire diet and my day. Oh, well, thank you for asking. My day sucked just like every day. Woke up with a healthy dose of depression and tended the hydroponics like always. Nigel and Verge looked a little wilty today, but as I told Priscilla, I think they were just being dramatic, but I'll keep an eye on them anyways. I then went to exercise, and as I was in the middle of a particularly miserable run, I got an alert that one of the sweeper bots broke down again. And of course, when I went to go check on him, who do you think it was? Yeah, you guessed it. It was Bert. I know, I know, I swear. I have to fix that little menace like every week now. I told him it better be the last time. I think he gets jealous of all the other bots, you know, just wants a little one-on-one time with me. Yeah, it's fine. He's still cute. I'll let it slide. And then, let's see here, after lunch, I played one too many rounds of chess with the main computer. And I know I should be getting better. I have been playing with this dumb computer for so long now, but I still suck. It's kind of sad. And then in the afternoon, I went around the ship doing all the daily endless maintenance to try to keep this rust bucket going up until it was time to talk to you. Oh, and I almost forgot. It was Talon's birthday today. Can you believe he's already turning 12? Oh, happy birthday, bud. I hope mom and dad give you the biggest slice of cake today and spoil you rotten, give you everything you want. I kind of wonder how big he's gotten, you know? I just miss his stupid little face. It just sucks. Because on days like today, I can't help but to remember how many birthdays I've already missed. And dread the thought of how many more I'm going to miss. I know no one's listening. Because if someone was really listening, don't you think you'd find me by now? But, But these broadcasts have honestly just been for me. A journal of sorts, you know? Streaming my consciousness out into the void. It's a nice routine. It's really the only thing keeping me going these days. I mean, what else am I going to do? I just wish... I wish there was more. There are these endless days and months and years of nothingness. I don't... I don't want to give up, though. You know, I want to see my little brother's smiling face again. Feel his little arms squeeze me in a little baby bear hug. Even if it's just one more time. 
I love them so much. I love them all so much. And I know, I know we'll meet again someday. Even if it's just among the stars. Ah, you know what? I think that's good for today. This is acting captain and lone survivor of the Silas O'Hare freaking vessel, Valen Sermilia, signing out. Until tomorrow. Hello, Silas O'Hare? Come in, Silas O'Hare. Anyone there? We got a Mama G cameo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mom's mom's voice fit that so yeah, perfectly. It really did. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> so I actually talked to Mom about the project, and I had the idea of, well, originally it was going to be part of the, the robot universe. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. That's too obvious. So I I wanted it to be somebody who was stranded and was talking out and... I thought it'd be interesting to do crackling at the end. And I was talking to mom about it and she goes, no, I think you should have somebody reach out at the end. I think that would be like really hopeful and wonderful. And I'm like, do you know who I am? Do you know the kind of things I write? Hopeful, gross. But the more I thought about it, the more I really, really enjoyed that. Um, And so I tried to do it myself, but it just sounded cheesy and weird. And I was like, hey, mom, guess what? You get to help. (laughs) So she did a bunch of takes for me and I mashed them all together and, uh, yeah, I think it I think it really worked. And it's fun because, you know, we get to hear in it, but then also it does it does bring hope that even though this person's been stuck out there for a while, someone finally found her. I, I saw the audio file and it was like four oh eight and static started and I was like, Do we really have to listen to seven seconds of static? <laughs> for a second. <laughs> right before your voice My. cut in Amy, I thought that it was just gonna be static, like different levels of static. I was kind of hoping it would be I don't know, you had this really little hard. grin on your face. And yeah. I was like, Oh, she did one. Well, I know. I did that because I was like, he he what if? But I was like, no, no, no. I do like this false sense of security where you lure us into and you're just like, oh, this lady's crazy. I love it. And then she's like, oh, I'm a sad person. And then I'm like, no, I hate it. (laughs) I like how the woman was losing it, but still trying to be hopeful. And I loved the part where she had named her plants and named her robots. But I loved the naming of the plants. That one got me. Yeah, shout out to Bert. (laughs) I thought it was going to be Bob, but no, no, no. Bob well, I, the I janitorial wanted... bot. What? No. <laughs> no. I should have. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I I wanted to show that like it's no longer like I'm like someone please rescue me. It's just like, yeah, doing this again. Like no one's coming, so I'm at it. Like so she's she's gone a little crazy. She's talking to her plants. She's named her robots. She's got <laughs> she's, some Wilsons. Yeah, exactly. She's got a lot of Wilsons mm. just to keep her going. And I wanted that sort of sense of kind of craziness. Like she's she's talking to the void. She's talking to the stat. There's I put static underneath the whole thing. That's why the audio is not great. But I wanted that to purposefully be that way because I wanted to. I mean, it was just her, it, it wasn't going to be polished, you know, she's just talking out into the, the void. And uh, yeah, I wanted it to kind of show how she had gone a little crazy. And I wanted to bring it a little, like, I wanted to make mom coming in at the end more hopeful because she was already sad. Mm-hmm. And so that's why mm-hmm. I, I brought it down a little bit. 
You brought various dimensions of her personality, her state of mind. A lot of times in pieces like that, you kind of get one. It's either they're frantic, you know, desperate, or they're super depressed, or they've gone totally crazy or whatever. But you, you kind of showed this range that she's going through, which is a lot more realistic to what someone in that situation would probably experience instead of it being two-dimensional. Yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. And that's kind of what I, I think that if it wasn't her brother's birthday, she wouldn't have necessarily gotten emotional. It would have just been like, okay, that's all for today. But because it was her brother's birthday, she started thinking about family, started thinking about how she's alone. And that was, she was like, oh, you know what? I'm done. I'm, I'm good. I'm good for today. So <laughs> something else that I liked along with the same vein as with Mike is you left some interpretation of the setting or what led to the events up to the audience's imagination. And by that, you didn't explain how she got in the situation she was in. She's on a spaceship. She's the only survivor. But you have no idea what happened, why she's there. Just that she's existing. So the audience is allowed to fill in all those details on their own. I like that. There was like some major event that happened on Earth by a guy named Bill or something. I don't know. Some soldier do went crazy and destroyed the whole planet. I guess, I guess we could link this story to uh, the final endlings working title. Yeah. See, that's the thing is like after I created it, I was like, oh, this is kind of like Mike's story. Oh, no. No, it's not. I wasn't thinking. But. Just because it's in space doesn't mean it's like a story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say the icing on the cake here for me was definitely that little ending. You did a pretty good job invoking emotion in your voice. Yeah. It was so. Like- I had to redo the whole thing because the first take that I did, she didn't sound crazy enough and then she sounded way too sad. And Mm. so I was like, I want there to be kind of a difference. And so when I retook it, like I I was actually crying when I was reading it because I'm a baby and I cry (laughs) at things that even I've written. So good. So, but it helped to, you know, you need it. The sadness. Yeah. Here's a, I'm a true artiste. Here's a pro tip for you if, as a voice actor, Amy. If you ever want somebody to sound crazy, just take the lines and add a little Irish leprechaun in there. So you'd be like, uh, I talked to my plants today. And then continue on. Yeah. And then everybody be like, okay, yeah, that lady's crazy. I'll do that for next time. You have to not just talk to the plants. You have to respond to the plants. That's... That's the mm, subtle way mm, of doing it. Mm, true. Yeah. All right. Now, Missy, are you going to bring us home? Okay. Liam? Bring it down a notch. Another introduction. This next one is not like the last one. This one is like, this next one's like a story, I think, if I last recall. This one's not actually like a story. Sorry, false news. Um, <laughs> this this next one is like a poem that it has to do with, with um, the stackness of life and how it can catch you up sometimes. And, and sadness. Go. Let's go. (laughs) Go. (laughs) So I'm going to give background to this first. Um, And I'm going to try not to cry, but there will almost certainly be tears. Uh, This was a difficult week uh, in this household. First, earlier in the week, I was officially diagnosed with long COVID and being sent for some additional testing some imaging, a bunch of panels to be done. Uh, They want to check on some stuff dealing with my heart and lungs. So it's good to know that 
that's where I'm at, but it's also frustrating because I know, like, at this point, there's no cure. It's just you have the potential of being a guinea pig without any results. So, a little bit frustrating at the beginning of the week. And then, um, we lost Oliver this week. He mm-hmm. passed away to the audience. Oliver is our cat, was our cat. Um, he was acting a little off at the beginning of the week. Um, like he wasn't feeling great. Started to feel better up like through the last day and a half two days before he went and then one morning he just laid down on the kitchen floor and never got back up um so it's been really hard because i love that stupid cat (laughs) as much of a pain in the butt as he was he was a part of this family originally when i was working on the static project i had something bright and happy that i was working on and i just had to assemble it and then i was dealing with oliver and i hadn't gotten a chance to and when oliver passed away i was not in the mood for bright happy so i wrote a lament i basically just sat down and poured my heart out onto paper and this is what i came up with everything is fuzzy I can't tell if I feel overwhelmed or numb or some combination of both that shouldn't exist within our limited dimensions, and yet here it is. I can't catch my breath through my sorrow. COVID has ravaged my lungs, and yet I'm powerless to hold back my grief. Grief which pours down my cheeks and floods my soul. I can't think straight, so I don't know what to do, how to process my grief. Head in my hands, trying to avoid distractions so I can think, while simultaneously seeking out distractions so I don't have to feel. The numbness is unbearable and the sorrow overwhelming. I've felt this pain before. My head tries to reassure my heart that in time it will pass. But right now my heart can't see through the tears. And I fear my head is manufacturing false memories for the sake of comfort. All I can do is wait to see which one is right, for I hurt too much to try figuring it out for myself. Everything is fuzzy. I'm very sorry to hear about both the long COVID and Oliver, because I know we've had so many conversations about him and his unique ways. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Condolences first and foremost. Thank Mm. you. Yeah. Even though we're not in the same state, I'm giving you a big hug right now. I couldn't, I didn't know how to break the news i just thought about it for the last few days and like i just can't i can't bring myself to get on or say anything and i was like you know what this is our get together time anyways i'm just gonna do it this way so i'm sharing my pain with the world or at least the five people who listen to this (laughs) (laughs) are now are you including yourself in that because there's only four listening well the regular (laughs) yeah i mean i'm sure some of us have split personalities so how how did it feel to write that because i know it this is all my personal experience i don't know if you relate to this but there have been times in my life when i have had something just happen and especially when i was a teenager i feel i would you know be teenager upset for teenager reasons and then i just write something down and almost immediately feel a little bit better and i don't know if that was comforting to you to do it or or different or anything yeah in some ways it was cathartic uh getting out my emotional state so that 
to me the the term static in this was was my state of mind it helped to get that out because to me when i'm able to articulate something even if it's me articulating my inability to articulate i i feel like a little bit better like i'm not going crazy and i also felt good getting it out right then and there how i felt so that i can go back and reflect on that and say look you don't feel this bad you're gonna feel better you know read it in a hmm. couple of weeks see you don't feel this bad you're getting better yeah yeah I, I find poetry to be a really great way to get emotion out regardless of what that emotion is so well i mean thank and you, you have for a plethora sharing of <laughs> all gilgans have a plethora of emotion that's not what i meant to say i meant i meant to say sorry my my brain broke i was gonna say you 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 have a plethora of poems dealing with emotion oh. i know that I, I was just going to say thank you for sharing that with us. I know that yeah. Yeah, you know, things be have been really hard, and that sucks. It doesn't not suck. That really sucks. And I'm sorry that you've had to go through all of that this week. You are loved, and we're sending all our love towards you. Thank you. Like laser beams. So I'm going to need some happy detective kitty time. Yeah. I was about yeah, to say, you know what? Let's play that real quick. The reason, I, real quick, and you can cut this part. The reason why I wanted to go last was because I know that you guys always put together either something fun or something beautiful, and I didn't want to distract from us listening to what you guys had done. Um, yeah, it, it, considering what we did, it probably worked out pretty well because I don't yeah. think that Detective Kitty would be no. appropriate. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> nope. Like this we're like, not oh. in the <laughs> yeah. Imagine Tommy's like, like oh, uh, I have to go next. This is terrible timing. Oliver, <laughs> yeah, I would was... literally say oh, I'm yeah. not going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is true. Oh, yeah. Gosh. We can imagine that Oliver is now Detective Kitty. He has been reincarnated into this fairy tale world. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. He's but on yes, the loose. Glad that we'll just <laughs> <laughs> he definitely has a strength of a moose. And he How old was Oliver? I know that you got him, you adopted um, him later, but no. We've had him for four years, and he was three or four when we had him. So he mm. he wasn't 10 yet, but he also had a, some health problems. Yeah. So For the audience listening, he was a massive cat. And I don't mean like... Oh, he was a Maine Coon, so he's really long and tall. No, he was like a bowling ball with legs. Like <laughs> he was, he was very barrel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'll make sure to include a picture on our socials and yeah. stuff of him. Sure, you have a million of them, so you'll have to I send me do. one. I need to back them up onto everything so I don't lose them. Mm. Yeah, he is. So he was just solid like a lot of times you have these big fluffy cats and they look just huge and overweight which he was <laughs> but you pick them up and they kind of have that butterball thing going on where they're a lot lighter than they look that was not oliver he was heavier than he looked if he was you so dense believe that he was he dense. was dense so yeah dense. that is a perfect way of putting it it was like a bowling ball in that belly so <laughs> well i think that this is probably a good place to end today's episode before we do that i am going to roll for our next our next creative prompt word so let me just do the old roll ro who came up with static was it me don't matter well if it's me i'm gonna roll again no i would just do that no don't matter hurt. if it was you or not if, <clears throat> if oh okay all right um it is missy me again um Okay, how about this? Nostalgia. Nostalgia. Oh, okay. 
that was that was different at all <laughs> that was that was real different actually i like it nostalgia great okay so you heard it here folks nostalgia is our next creative prompt word if you have participated in this creative prompt or any creative prompt we would love to see what you did we would love to see what you've made you can reach us we are at 1l2n productions over on twitter instagram youtube and reddit or you can go visit our website which is 1l2n productions.com we really want to thank you today for listening uh we really hope you enjoyed all of our wonderful creative prompts and all of us uh being silly together know that you were loved know that we love you very much and the last word of the day is gonna go to mike take it away seriously netflix stop making so many shows that i don't want to watch because then i'll actually watch shows on there that i do (laughs) 